Hey, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat's brought to you by Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, and the bottom of the Lamar Building. Great food, great place, great people, great drinks. You gotta love some Joe's. I goes to Joe's and so should you. They make you feel good the first time you're there and every time you're there. So go on down, get a drink, meet some new people, have a great time at Joe's Underground, the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia. Today, my guest is Mr. Stephen Perkins. Oh yeah, you may know him as a drummer for Jane's Addiction. He's done stuff with Nine Inch Nails, done stuff with the Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine, Porno for Pyros. Uh, he's just done a lot of cool stuff. Um, and we're just going to sit down and talk to him some today, see what he digs, and see what's going on with him, you know, because he's always got stuff going on, and we're going to find out what it is. So I'm going to shut my trap. We're going to get this beast kicked off here on Smoked Meat. Hey, Stephen, how you doing today, man? Feeling good out here in Los Angeles on a Tuesday afternoon and uh, looking forward to July now that we conquered June. Oh, man, I'm, I'm waiting for Sharknado to hit in July. Yeah, yeah, good good point. <laughs> you know, uh, it's um, if you keep your days busy, even though there's a lot of repetitive action in this world the last 95 days and you kind of each day seems quite repetitive uh, as a drummer, really repetitive and and the discipline when to hit and when not to hit is really, uh, you know, the finesse of a musical drummer. And uh, when I was I'm 52 years old now, when I was young drummer and 16, 17, I was fascinated with the machine gun style drum fill from the high drum to the low drum. Mm-hmm. Inspired by uh, Carl Palmer and Neil Peart, a little bit of uh, Genesis and Phil Collins, and there was something fantastic about covering all that space and kind of spurting across the song, and uh, breaking up the rhythms and chopping them up like a knife. Yeah. And as you get older, you keep that in your back pocket. And you start to become more musical with those drum fills and listening to some of my favorite jazz drummers, uh, Art Blakey and Elvin Jones, and the, the master Buddy Rich, and, and, you know, the inventor of all of it, you know, Jojo Jones and, and, and uh, Gene Krupa. There's a musicality behind these drum fills as well as the, the machine gun chop up the beat aggression. Yeah. And uh, when you hear a musical drummer, and also has the power to, to spray you with that machine gun is uh, is a confidence. I love to hear in a musician. I love to see it in a chef, uh, in an athlete, uh, in some of my favorite books I've read. There's this, you know, Bruce Lee meets Albert Einstein. You know, that's the, you have to be well thought, but you also have to have the discipline and the, the physique to to pull off what you think of. Yeah. So uh, that's really the last 90 days, even though they've been somewhat of a repeat Groundhog Day from the movie, you feel like you're living the day over, you do have a chance to get better at it yeah. and, uh, and and be a better person and, and, you know, treat yourself and your family and friends better and even strangers, you know, and, and uh, it's definitely been a interesting last uh, few months but especially in june when things you know go from one direction to the next so quickly yeah uh, to somehow put that into your life digest it and still enjoy the day that's the trick 
Yeah. And what, what's been really fun through all this stuff, I'm a full-time paramedic, so I've been elbow deep in all of it. Wow, that's something I did not imagine you did. Yeah. Well, I know that there's the the urgency that the EMD has, the precision, but also the quick thinking moments that can change a, a you know a life or death situation for better or for worse. Uh, you know, that's something that a lot of people can't handle under pressure, and you know to understand the in a sense, breathing techniques or relaxation techniques that you use with or without knowing that you do it or not, you somehow get the job done, get home, and can put the job away and go back to your life, hopefully, and not sleep with all the the either pleasure or pain of, of saving or losing, you know, a situation. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, like the responsibility of a drummer at a big concert you know, when you have a hundred thousand people jumping up and down at a rage against the machine concert, you know, the drummer doesn't think he's got a responsibility. Brad, he, maybe he has in the back of his mind, but he's in the moment he's playing the music, yeah. but he's so responsible for everybody there moving their bodies up and down and connecting like a, a school of fish or a flock of birds or a, you know, a mosh pit or a slam pit, you know, putting bodies and, and spirit in line, in harmony, in motion, and then put it in a blender and then see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think um, Van Halen in uh, the song um, right now, one line, every time I talk to a drummer, I think of this line. If you miss the beat, you lose the rhythm. And you, know, and it, you, it's and you true, can do man. it without just, you do it without thinking about it, do it so great. And me, I would have people looking like they had seizures out there. I have zero rhythm. <laughs> well, you know, we all have our our gift, so to speak, and what we're born to do. And um, I've always enjoyed making people laugh, uh, making people dance, and basically a, a good rock concert or a good record that you can put together can do both and make people laugh and dance. And, you know, it's not until I was married and then the next level of having a child then I realized, you know, the depth of, of laughter and dancing and, and freedom, you know, because I had so much, uh, my young years were so much uh, dedicated to the, the instrument and then to the band, to the, to the three guys that I played with. It was the unity, the, you know, the gang, you know, our, our secret jokes and our secret moments and everything and taking that to the stage and, and you know, hitting a grand slam home run was really you know, you're not going to lay down a bunt when you're on stage. You're going for it. Yeah. You know, and uh, and now I feel that with my kid and my wife and the and the relationship side of it. And you know, my kid is 10 years old, but he's playing rock and roll music. He's a guitar player. Sweet. And if we play if we play football or baseball, catch, you know, I can't go full blast because he's 10. Yeah. And when we play rock and roll, I can give him everything I could possibly give anybody else. I give it all. So there's like a great level playing field when you start making music and art with each other. Uh, time, color, age, weight, uh, background, influence. It all goes out in a wash because you're together having this conversation like me and you are. And not, not talking over each other, listening and commenting and, and remarking and then steering, you know, and guiding the direction of where it goes. Mm -hmm. Same with rock and roll. And as a drummer, what music all about, you know, not even rock and roll, but I love, I love the, the, the energy 
and the uh, persistence of rock. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the first love of music as a drummer was jazz because the jazz drummers had such personalities and, you know, and then to find the power of rock and roll, but also hear the jazz drummers that kind of combined both, like Bonham, and Bill Ward from Sabbath, Ginger Baker, and, you know, of course, you, you, Ringo and Charlie Watts. There's a sense they knew how to swing. They listened to jazz music. There wasn't other rock and roll bands that many to grab from anyways. So anything they did was quite original and not in, in any sense repetitive, but inspired by other bands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's what I, I find today is, you know, this this power of of the technology. We're all staying home and trying to stay out of trouble. And the technology has now risen to the point where it's become, uh, you know, uh, it's always been efficient, but I think more and more people are using it the way it was meant to be used. And uh, the communication side of it, uh, you know, the business side of it, and in keeping things somewhat socially lubricated with technology, be it FaceTime or Zoom or even a phone call, mm-hmm. uh, it's really been, you know, an, an eye-opening uh, last few months to take everything you worked for and think you're going to take it out to the world and present it. And it's all been inward, this inward feeling. But then again, there's still, you know, hope that we can, you know, somehow unite or bond together, you know, beat the evil, but also somehow not lose our soul and not become just, you know, followers and, and basic vanilla. Yeah. We still need we still need to be spicy people, and human beings need to be creative and separate us from from the animals that can't be creative and just you know mate, reproduce, eat, sleep, and die. Mm. You know, I'd hate to be a a race of that. Yeah. It's just uh, we got to be careful of you know what we wish for. If everything needs to be done for us. By the way, no, it's a bore. You want to do things. You yeah. want to get involved. You want to be part of the of the uh, the ingredients you know of life yeah. <clears throat> so you know it's uh playing music with uh, the wonderful musicians that i've met lately and and think which has kenny olsen on guitar from kid rock and, mm-hmm. uh tony franklin the bass player from the firm and also norwood fisher from fishbone on bass uh, this great new wonderful uh, exciting kid i i call him the art bird but his name is derek day i call him d-day the art bird He's quite alive and kind of a Picasso, Salvador Dali of instruments. He really likes to take things and he can perfect the way they should be played. And then he messes it to the point where it's surreal. Like, of course, Rembrandt is the most real painter and Dali can paint like Rembrandt, but then he puts a rooster coming out of the eyeball (laughs) and then, you know, elephant tusks coming out of the fingertips. And so this realism also broken into surrealism and that's what I see. I see and hear from Derek Day, and and then the great Scott Page. Yeah. And Scott is uh, a powerful musician with gusto and a, and, and a saxophone and most anything you put your mouth on and blow a trumpet, a trombone, you know, French horn, all those things have such a personal quality to it. Everyone's tone is different. Everyone's breathing technique, everyone's grunt between the part. <laughs> you know, when you hear Ian Anderson from uh, Jethro Tull, 
mm-hmm. blowing his flute and breathing in between the notes. There's such a personality in that instrument, and he plays a, a mean saxophone. Oh man, and, I, I, I watched y'all show the other night. Oh great! Show, yeah. I needed that. that well, I'm, that's exactly you saw what we do. I mean. Norwood was on bass, and then me and him hadn't played together. I've known him since I was 17, but we hadn't played in four months, and it felt just like a big, fat catcher's mitt catching a big softball. It was just a perfect fit. And you saw Derek, the kid, he takes it out always. No reason to stay in in the lines. He always blurs them. And then Kenny is a a fantastic, slick, uh, you know, uh, craftsman on the guitar. you know what I do. I like to play, but I also like to um, entertain not only the people watching, but myself. How do I get a kick out of this? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what we're here for. You know, and a great drummer is like a tennis player. You really can't do it alone. You really need to play with other people yeah. that have the same, uh, hopefully the same, uh, you know, uh, interest, but also the same level so you can play tennis with someone who else is good so you can play hard and they can play hard back and it's not just a one-sided game so you surround yourself with musicians that can really uh, understand the jam part of it so to speak the conversation but also honor the, the the reason the song was written if we're covering one the the subject matter the theme the 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 all-around punch of what a song is supposed to do from top to end. You know, it's like life itself is like music because when you start a song, the goal isn't to get to to the finale. The goal is to be in the minute and play in the moment and enjoy the chorus, enjoy the lead, enjoy the verse, enjoy the downtime between, and then the end. And like life itself, you know, you really don't think about the end while you're playing the music even though you know it's going to be inevitable you'll get to the end of the song but you know it's no rush and that's that's uh that's what we're looking for when we play with people is this basic understanding that we're in the moment explore the space explore the sound but don't you know take it so far out that no one can really uh grasp because i think unity and 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 uh you know, the, the force of more than one together is such a power. Like I was saying, a tennis player can't do it alone. You know, you need to watch someone, other player, though you might not like his style. Maybe you'll get a great game out of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens in my musical situation. I'm not sure if I listen to the music that they've made before we played. Is it the right fit? Not that not this has anything to do with Think EXP, but in any situation... And then you play together and this conversation, you know, enlightens both the musicians. <clears throat> so I think that's really the, the trick is uh, the, to be awake in the moment, to not think about the end. And, and I think that's what music is, the, the parallel of life itself. Yeah. And of course, the discipline to, to practice your craft alone. And that's alone time is good when you live a life with, you know, in a social world of, of us in this globe. You know, it's good to have some time alone and try to perfect whatever that craft is that you are possibly uh, chasing. And you never do get to be a perfect player. So that's important to know that you'll never get there. Yeah. And, and I, you know, any advice for a young musician or a young artist is I never looked for the pat on the back or the thumbs up or you were great comment. It feels good, mm-hmm. but people are so um, 
caught up in if people like them, if people follow them, if people appreciate them, if people comment about them. And that social media drives a personality that's even when they're off social media, they're looking for that. Yeah. And it's really, you know, my first review, if they said I was awful, I shouldn't believe it. Because if they told me I was great and I believe it, the next review says I'm awful, then I've got to believe it. Why would I believe just the great one, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's really about believing in yourself and take critique and, and criticism to heart, but don't don't let it change your, your, your you know, your direction. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, the name of the show, Smoke Meats, each where you get your wood and where you smoke and how hot it gets and how long it smokes is going to change the flavor. And just like, you know, an African djembe, the drum, some of those rhythms were written around elephants and, and giraffes and gazelles. And you can see it if you play those African beats and watch an elephant walk. Mm-hmm. They match. It's doom, sap, boom, 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 boom. And then you move to New York City and you see lights and cars and streets and people. And you hear the music that comes out of there. It matches. And you see, you go to Miami Beach and you see, uh, you know, the beach and half-naked people dancing on the sand and, and having a party. The music from there matches. Mm-hmm. So there's something great about Seattle, the darkness, the no sunshine. There comes the grunge. Yeah. You know, Black Sabbath coming out of England, WWT was not that far behind. There were still streets of rubble and Zeppelin and Sabbath and, and Cream. They reflected that in their music, yeah. you know, and in America really... We didn't get a taste of the dark side through the 50s and 60s until the Vietnam. So most of the music was kind of like, let's go do the hop. Let's go dance. Yeah, let's do the, twi- let's yeah. do the twist. You know, and, but once Vietnam hit, you had Jimi Hendrix and The Doors. You had Grateful Dead and the Jefferson Airplane. And you had realization of darkness in the music because their friends were going to war and not coming back. Yeah. And their child friends, that 18 to 19 and people that weren't ready to go to battle you never should be but you you know at least you don't have the maturity so there is something very exciting about what's next in the music and art world because of this downtime this this awful cloud that's that's circling the globe Uh, there's going to be some great music and art that comes out of this that's the silver lining i think that uh I like the terrible Vietnam War. The music changed and became more of a reflective mirror of that through America. Yeah. Like WW2 leaving England in a mess. You hear the music that comes out of that. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, 75, 76, 77, when England was having a huge strike and there was trash on the streets, but the Queen still had money. Out came punk rock. Out came the Pistols and the Clash and Elvis Costello. And somebody had said we had to say something. So there is a, <clears throat> a great storm now, but I have a feeling that you know all the rain and thunder and, and lightning that'll seep into the soil of the musicians and artists and writers and filmmakers of tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll have some great stories to tell and some great visual audio candy for us to ch- uh, you know look at and, and and taste because of you know this wake up or sleeper hold or whatever you want to call it whatever's happening to the the universe now it's a, it's really you know making the days seem longer and more uh, layered with emotion 
and uh, there's less the less distractions in a sense because yeah. you are not going to work and you're not seeing people and you're not doing most anything except you know most people have a handful are still have their job and still seem to have a, a similar life pre-covid but most people definitely have a, a upside down life since yeah you know the first two months of this you know being <laughs> so high risk at getting it from my job when I came home, I just came straight down to my studio in the basement. You know, I had a big queen-size air mattress down here, and this is where I stayed, so I didn't get my wife and kids sick if I wound up getting it. And, beautiful, you know, beautiful. I've, I've done, you know, just with this show, I've progressed so much in the last couple of months. You know, uh, you know, not five months ago, if, if I got you on the show, it would have been like, so, Mr. Perkins, how are you today? Yeah, and, exactly. And that's canned. I can't do that yeah. crap. You know, yeah, I like two a, guys talking. You know, I'm making yeah, friends on the air, and I love that. Yeah, you know, the, the sterile, purified world has been washed away, and now it's, like, more real in the sense that everything matters. Every word counts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, music to me is a great, you know, playing field for me to meet people uh, old and young and, and conversations, musical conversations. And that's one thing I do miss most any than anything is getting on stage with people and they, and not talking, just rocking. Hey, mm. nice to see you. Let's get to it. I'm going to get back uh, on unless, stage. Yeah, but you know, I feel I feel uh, there's there's I have a ten year old son, so I feel that, that the only thing we can do is be positive and hopeful and and guide you know, younger people guidance and also teach them, you know, to be curious, to be tolerant, to, to reach out of their bubble and understand the world is bigger than just them. And we don't have to be geocentric people. We can think that the world doesn't around or revolve around us. Yeah. You know, we, we move, we chase, we taste. And, you know, it's, it's incredible that a uh, hundred years ago they had the Spanish flu, but a hundred years ago you couldn't get on a boat and a train and a car and a plane and get somewhere in three hours and take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you had these localized issues and localized issues were slowly squashed, but now we've got these global issues and they're so quickly transmitted, be it viruses or thought process or, or technology and music and digitizing, you know, and, and taking away the physical record or record player and, and having a stream go to your phone, yeah. everything is so quickly transported. And that goes for good and bad. Yeah. And that goes for health and sickness. And it's all, you know, it's not 1920. It's, it's, it's 2020 and you cannot stop transportation or the need for it. Yeah. You cannot stop the, the speed of light that we're all chasing to get there and get it done. And, you know, I've always, I lost my, my brother at a young age and I've ever since, you know, I've always been hungry to, to seize the day, but you know, when I lose somebody <clears throat> and I was young, he was my older brother. Mm-hmm. I just thought this is, this is not only the wake up call to get busy, to do right, but to do more Yeah. because, you know, everybody's got their own little sack of potatoes for cooking, but you know, I just want to cook them and, and French fry them and, and, and butter them up and get them out there, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, that, that's one thing. I've never turned down a chance to do anything, well, anything legal. I've always stayed out of trouble with the law because I'm <laughs> terrified of jail. 
But uh, yeah, we don't want that. That's not that's not something I want to experience. Yeah, but and, you know, it's true. As a as a young musician, there was a couple of times that I said no, and I regret it. So now I say yes to everything, and even if I get double booked, yeah. I'm gonna I'll iron it out somehow. It's better than saying no to one, and then the other one never calls, and you got neither. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like to say yes, and you know, if I feel like I'm out of my comfort zone, I'll do the homework. I don't want to. You know, I've always thought, prepare to fail if you fail to prepare. Yeah. You have to prepare, especially if you're feeling out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But, you know, um, there is that, that word yes that says, I want more, I want to learn, I want to share, <clears throat> you know, and, and that word no says, uh, you know, leave me alone, I'll keep it to myself. And, and that's really the, you know, the... The beauty of a, of a music festival is Jerry Garcia, he flew over Woodstock and he said, my God, I haven't seen, no one has seen a crowd like this unless it's a battlefield. Yeah. And after Woodstock, it happened over and over and over and over and over. People get together for music and art and, 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 and it's massive, really massive. Yeah. So, you know, that's... Uh, that's my story. I'm sticking to it because I love to make music. I love to make people move. I love to be positive. I don't want to sway people in any direction but upward and healthy and happy. Yeah. And there's bad news constantly, and I don't want to be anybody uh, that brings more. I really want to bring good news. <clears throat> so I try to find it, and I try to uh, expose it. I try to blow the sand off it, and it usually ends up being me and a drum. And then it starts with that, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Outstanding. Like I say, I, I got no rhythm. You know, I, I do stand up, and I, I really miss being on stage. You know, you're talking about getting up there and kind of amusing yourself. And uh, I understand that. I've gotten, I've been doing it for about 30 years, you know, just on and off, just having fun with it, you know, never really tried yeah. to make it. Right. And, and uh, that's, I mean, that's, you know what, making it, there is no, there is no it. You never get there. So it's yeah. a great way to look at it. Just making people laugh. Exactly. And for about the last year, year and a half, I've gotten to this place in, in my comedy where I know I'm in a zone because I'll get up there and I'll be doing my thing and I don't hear anyone laughing. But I can, <laughs> I can look out and see them laughing, but I just, I'm so far into that zone that I don't hear it. And exactly. I, I'll see yeah. it and hear it on my, videos and all but it's just such a cool feeling absolutely and there is a the sense of you know uh, uh a neutral glide yeah you know you don't need to you can put the gas down you could put it reverse and you could park it but you're gliding and and that's something you know and other people in the room laughter is music and music is laughter those those are sounds that are vibrations those vibrations can be measured visually you can see the waves when people laugh there's waves of sound coming out of them yeah. and i'm positive the sounds don't just stop just because we don't hear them anymore they're waves they yeah. keep going so you know the, the laughter from your jokes is still laughing somewhere in the universe and, and healing you know just like the birds chirping that sound of that chirp helps the grass grow it's a vibration that sends the grass into a little uh you know it reminds the grass it's time to grow everything i think has a sound for a reason mm -hmm. and I, I believe laughing and, and crying and yelling and screaming and talking and and singing you know and, and humming and yodeling 
it all makes people feel a certain way. Those are just sounds that are being created by a person. And like a great, great song that crosses over across the world, you know, daylight come and we want to go home. <laughs> Oh, the yeah. whole world. Why does the whole world love that song? It's just yeah. well, we don't know why. It just it vibrates. Yeah, it's fun. everybody it knows it. Good. It feels good. It's fun, and it, it and we all can relate. Yeah, you know. So there's there's that, you know, and I really enjoy hearing where musicians listening to the music and then finding out where they're from and yeah. what they listen to growing. Excuse me, growing up. Yeah, and and then and then listening again to what they make and going, oh, I can hear that. It's not derivative, but it comes from something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and it's funny to listen to people and then, like I say, find out who their, their, you know, inspirations and their, their ideas came from. And you're like, really? That person is somebody you would never think listening to them playing. And you listen to them again, like I say, you can hear that little bit. Absolutely. I love that kind of trace factor where you can trace things back. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just interesting, and it's also great to hear a fully brand new hybrid, homegrown thing that you can tell that is maybe oh his parents moved him from North Dakota to Miami, and then over to Berlin, and then he grew up in Los Angeles. And you listen to the music, you're like, yeah, I can tell the guy has not just been in one place his whole life. Mm-hmm. He's he's acquired and collected different uh, a feel and sound and pulse and tempo from all these places and then puts it in the blender. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what drives me crazy about today though. You know, you're, you say your son's 10 and he's, he's yes, rocking with you. That's awesome. Keep that going. Cause I've got two daughters. I got a 19 year old and a 17 year old, great kids, but their musical taste is for crap. <laughs> well, they, they love K-pop. Oh, wow. That's a trip. I, I was you know, listening I, I to. Try to I, I'm open to what he's into. Um, you know, since he hasn't been hanging out with friends for the last three months, mm-hmm. it's been it's been a, um, interesting to see what he's into because he used to come home from school and say, "Oh, this girl Chloe was playing this song," and I would listen to it and go, "Oh, wow!" So he probably wouldn't have picked it out, but Chloe brought it to school and everyone mm-hmm. was digging it. So now he wanted me to hear it. Yeah. And you know, a simple little. A nudge can change a person's direction of musical uh, fascination. Yeah. So you know, I, I of course I played him Zeppelin and Nirvana and Jane's Addiction and Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix and everything I can get my hands on. Yeah. And then I started playing him flamenco music and you know African and and then uh, you know French pop and, and Spanish Latin salsa and not that we want to have any direction you know, changes playing, but it all goes into it. And mm-hmm. it, it shows him the, the versatility a musician can, can muster up, you know, and, and, and how fascinating it is to be able to play one instrument so many different ways and so many different genres. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah. You know, I, was, I um, talked to Kenny Aronoff and he was telling me about, you know, his, his music education and all that. And I'm, uh, before I've always uh, started talking to a lot of rockers, I've always thought, okay, a drum, it's hard to play one because you got to have the rhythm. But the way he explained it, it's, you know, it finally clicks to me. That's an instrument. That's not just you beat on this to make everybody else play. No, no, it's a quite a musical, quite a musical piece. Yeah, and you know, and, I, and, you know, and, and to separate your limbs and to separate your, 
your your fingers and, and feet and your eyes and your toes and your nose and separate it all and to be able to be able to dance on it, but also with power. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's quite a it's it's an athletic experience, but it also is like yoga or almost, you know, painting. You really have to have precision and a physical determination and deliberation. You have to be deliberate. Yeah. You have to know what you want. Yeah, and you know, just—I mean, even the little differences. Like, I saw a video of the difference between a four-inch snare and a six-inch snare last night, and I'm like, "Holy crap, that's a huge difference!" Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, showed about tuning them, and I'm—I'm I'm like, man, I'm—I'm I'm actually learning about the drums a little bit. I'll still never be able to play them, but I know about them more, and I understand them, and I appreciate them more now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because I really want to get better but it's not like about getting faster mm. it's not about getting more endurance it's just about making better decisions yeah on the drum kit and being more musical and seeing if i can make people feel it even more and you know the the sense of knowing a metronome there's so much that goes between each click 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 but all that time in between it's still in time Mm -hmm. You know, or if you yeah. just want to play to a click and you just want to land on the very beginning of the sound before it says the ick. Mm -hmm. Or if you just want to land on the ick and not the beginning of the sound, so click. So then you're behind the beat, but you consistently do it over and over, so you're in time, but you're just behind the beat. It's remarkable playtime for a drummer like that. Mm -hmm. To cut it up, to slice it up, to pick and choose where it's going to land and to stick to that or explore it. And some musicians might not hear it or care for it, or some other drummers might not realize, but it's a fine, fine art that you get to, to you know, it's like a pruning a flower or everyone does it a little different, you know? Yeah. So I, I really appreciate what you're saying about Kenny because he's an artist, but he's such a physical beast too, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the magic, you know, he does yeah. both. He's yeah. the Albert Einstein meets Bruce Lee example. He's exactly that. Yeah. He's thoughtful and he's and he's uh, groundbreaking, but then again, fast as lightning and completely trained and, and disciplined his body to to do what his brain wants it to do. That's 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 a trick. Now, yeah. Not a trick. That's that that's the trick. You know, he's getting yeah. he's getting your your body, soul, and, and your physical, uh, you, you know, all three somehow to to flow together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, let's, let's, I had a great conversation. I'm going to yeah. make some dinner for the kid. It's almost seven here, but I think, uh, it was a really, you know, a great tip of the iceberg. We should probably do another one. Oh man. And Anytime. Could, yeah. Let's do another one and we'll take it from where we left off. Now we got this introduction of where we're both feeling and where we're going and what's it, what's it all about. And, and I think there's, there's a lot more room for another conversation and, and, and more, you know, uh, layers of depth and, and, and the, in the seven layer cake that is me <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah man and, um, I, I appreciate you coming on here man this has been freaking awesome yeah let's listen to smoke meats let's talk smoke meats let's eat smoke meats oh, this yeah. is steven perkins i play drums and i'm doing it with you guys put on some music have a laugh dance the night away thanks for having me hey i hope y'all enjoyed that that was me hanging out with mr steven perkins uh, the song for my intro and the song for my outro is actually him playing on there. Porno for Pyro's Cursed Female. Great song, such a great guy. Hope y'all had fun. Keep listening here on Smoke Meat.